0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of the 476ers podcast. On today's episode, we're going to look at the Vegas odds across the NBA. Uh, so, uh, yeah, justice for the blind, just something that'll find in the rhymes that are coming from my mind. You morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. I hope this finds you well. This is my triumphant return. There are horns blaring. I don't think you can hear them, but if you can, then you know that it's because the Uh, uh, Damn, what the hell are the angels' names in heaven? I'm about to get real biblical out here. It's not the seraphim, is it? The cherubs. The cherubs in heaven are welcoming me uh, upon my dissension, like Zeus in Thor Love and Thunder, which was an incredibly average movie. There's never been a movie more average. Um, It's the most averagest movie ever. Anyway, this is not about Thor or Marvel or anything like that, even though maybe I'll do more podcasts about that. I don't know. Maybe I'll just do a podcast about one thing at a time, you know, and, you know, whatever. It's been a while. Anyway, it's been a few months. I actually recorded a podcast back in July, and for whatever reason, um, it did not record correctly or something. I forgot what happened. Something happened, but it had set me down such a dark path of aggravation. It was very hot. I was sweating, and I got so irritated by it that I ended up not putting it out i uh, not not re-recording it. And then I took another two months off. So um, that just shows you my mental state and how I'm doing. I'm joking. doing well. I hope to get back to podcasting more consistently, but also, you know, hopefully doing more mental health stuff like I've been promising to do for the last year and a half. Listen, <laughs> you know, I am someone who will always finish the race. This is like a mantra of mine. I will finish the race but I will not finish the race first. That is a promise. I am not going to win the race, but it's a guarantee I'll finish it. (laughs) It may take me a while. Uh, There was a time in high school where we had to to run a mile for PE. And, you know, despite all of the self-esteem issues that went into this decision and my embarrassment to run at all, I chose to walk the entire mile. Um, And it took a really long time. Yeah, it took a really, really long time. was ridiculous. What a ridiculous thing that they made us do that uh, to pass. I can't even imagine how that would benefit anybody. Anyway, that's not the point. We're here to talk about the NBA. Um, athletes, guys who run miles. Um, I'm going to do a podcast here talking about this. Then I'm going to do a separate podcast talking about the Sixers. So when we come to the Sixers on this list, which is the Vegas insider list, uh, which is, you know, I'm just a Vegas outsider. I keep betting, and I fall outside of winning. So um, I'm never inside winning. Uh, anyway, what was the point? Oh, yeah, I'm going to give you a Sixers podcast on a separate episode. So uh, not that I know what number episode that will be or what number episode this will be. There's a lot of talk. I'm doing a lot of uh, uh, uh a lot of, uh, it's been a while, you know, so I'm doing, I'm giving you a lot of preamble before I actually get to the point. So let's start. Uh, okay. Well, this is weird. Cause I'm looking at the same list. I'm scrolling. That's why. Okay. Yep. All right. So, uh, let's start with the Celtics. Um, I'm going to just make this as quick as possible, which, you know, for me is it means we'll be here for a few hours. Uh, Celtics, uh, they are the favorites to win on Vegas insider. Uh, in some sports books I've seen, the Bucks as the favorites to win. As you can see on FanDuel, for example, the Bucs are favored to win. Um, BetMGM has the Celtics, which is weird. I, this is the finals, so I, I can't imagine why the Celtics are favored to win. Obviously, they have all of these issues with um, Ime Adoka, and then they've replaced him with another person who has a very complicated history that I won't uh, expound on on this podcast, but it just doesn't seem, but hey, it's worked out. No one's mentioned it. So that, you know, I guess things have worked out. I'm the, it seems like I'm the only person who's mentioned it. I'm the first person who looked into it. Um, actually, no. Did someone else mention it? And then I, I think I saw it mentioned somewhere at some point, but it just never caught fire. <clears throat> um, so I don't know why they're the favorites to win. Um, obviously, they've made some additions. Malcolm Brogdon was a big addition for them. Um, someone who I really, really like. And they traded nothing to get him back. Presumably because this, the Pacers are somewhat tanking, but also wanted to make room for Syries Halliburton to be the undisputed starting point guard. So, um, and then, you know, they had gotten Gallinari, but then Gallinari tore his ACL, and they did replace Who the hell did they replace him with? Um, damn, I can't remember who they replaced him with. They replaced him with somebody. Um, which will be kind of helpful. I mean, they need that wing. They need that other wing off the bench guy who can kind of play make, um, you know, like a Gordon Hayward, for example, would be a perfect situation or a, a Joe Ingles or something like that, um, who obviously the Ingles is on the Bucks, but they need that. They now have some additional playmaking, you know what I mean, with Brogdon. So that's going to help them. But I just can't imagine – I, it just seems like they don't think Udoka was that important. Now, listen, I was very critical of Emei Udoka when he was our defensive coordinator because all we ever played was drop coverage, and all that ever did was give point guards uh, permission to absolutely stomp the fuck out of our perimeter. I want to curse less. I'm sorry. I cursed already. I, I probably cursed so many times I don't I don't even realize. Um, so I, I either they just don't think that Udoka is that important. They know something. I don't know. Maybe they expect um, Tatum to come back good uh, or better, I should say, uh, and Jalen to come back better. I I would, I mean, I think Jalen coming back better is the, – the, both of those guys coming back better is probably a very safe bet. They've done that every single year of their career, un, unlike Ben Simmons. Um, but I don't know – I mean, a lot of teams have gotten better. So I don't know f- for sure why they're the favorites to win. I think that there's a lot riding on the last – three months of last season where the Celtics seemed like they were the best regular season team that took that into the playoffs. They beat the Nets and they beat the Bucs, but there were question marks. Now I'm not part of the school of thought that just is automatically saying if the Bucs had Chris Middleton, they would have beaten the Celtics. I don't completely believe that. I think that's completely undermining how basketball works in general, which is to say that because they didn't have Chris Middleton, Giannis was able to go kind of in this very ballistic Uh, way of playing basketball so now you're removing the ball from Giannis's hands a little bit more often and also Drew had an incredible series so you're removing the ball from these guys hands who had great series and putting him in Chris Middleton who would also you know presumably play well but just the idea that you just you're just adding Chris Middleton on top of the results that already exist is not actually how it works. You know, you have to, it means that you're actually removing someone and replacing them with someone else. So they would be better for sure, but I could still see, have seen that series go seven games, you know, like Tatum was incredible. That series Jalen had a very good series. So It was a, incredible series. So I don't know if it's that simple. I don't completely buy into things just being so cut and dry. Obviously they don't have Robert Williams, which is going to be a problem for them. He'll be back later in the season. Uh, I, either way, I, I see to me, and I'm everyone who knows me knows I'm a proponent of going small-ish, you know, just being more dynamic. And with the Celtics, someone like Tatum, who's like seven foot nine, you know what I mean? He's not seven foot nine, but obviously, as I've mentioned many times after d- during the um. The COVID bubble, they said Tatum had somehow had a, 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 a growth spurn. He was seven feet tall. And I don't, I know I did not make that up. There'd be no reason why I would make that up. Um, so, you know, like putting him at the four, Jalen at the three, and then Brogdon and Marcus Smart at the one and two would make a ton of sense. It's probably going to be the closing lineup with Al Horford at the five. Um, you know, you may lack some rim protection in that situation, but all of those guys are very good defenders, all very switchable. Uh, so I would assume that's going to be their closing lineup anyway, most times. And then Robert Williams would just add depth, but also add, uh, more, um, you know, uh, uh, more, what's the word? Uh, you know, give them more like other options to go with. Um, I just don't know why they're the favorites. I, I, I would, I understand why the bucks are the favorites on some of these sports books. Don't understand the Celtics. Let's jump to the Warriors. I'm taking way too long already. The Warriors. Um, you know, the Warriors are going to come back better. You have to expect they're going to come back better. Obviously, staff. Um. Uh You know, we'll see. Like, Steph missed 20 games or so, so that helped him, I think, in that late playoff push. I think it's something for them to keep in mind to give Steph rest during the season so when you get to the playoffs, he's healthy and ready to go. Um, And credit to Steph, who I pointed out, I mean, he's reworked his body in such a great way that it seems like he's more prepared for, like, this type of beating, like this type of um, physical ass whipping. So... I don't, and and I think the other part here is obviously Clay coming back another year, hoping that it's a little. I would be a little nervous because of the one report that came out where like Clay didn't play basketball for a few months this summer. Um, seems like he should be playing basketball, but maybe you know, like a little mental break. He was overthinking things. Who knows? Um, you would think it helps. I do think that to an extent, the Draymond drilling the shit out of Jordan Poole. I mean, he drilled that man like he was trying to put a cavity in it like he's trying to fill a cavity i don't know why he would put, be putting a cavity i mean he probably he put a cavity in his fucking skull uh with that punch i mean that was the ultimate i mean that was a street fighter punch you know what i mean like that was a fucking guile that looked like bison doing the slide across the map into a right right cross um i don't complete i'm not going to get into all of the dynamics here listen if somebody walks up on you all right Like Draymond, and Draymond is, is, you know, from kind of like around the way, and he's had, you know, an interesting, like a rough childhood, a rough upbringing. If a man walks up on you like that, and all you do is push him, and he doesn't move far far enough back, then you need to know that he's lunging for a reason. If you don't move that far, you better get prepared. You know what I mean? You never want to be the first person to get hit. You want to be the person who hits first. So... I don't completely like people are kind of almost suggesting like it's a sucker punch. I can't even see how it's a sucker punch. You, 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 You literally I don't know. Like, listen, this I'm not here to this is not my place. I'm not here to talk about stuff like this. However, I don't know a human being who's ever known that they were in a street fight until the first punch was thrown. There isn't a, this is not Street Fighter, unfortunately. There is not someone who's going to count down between your two, these two's anger so that you can get prepared to fight evenly. Street fights and fist fights and fights like this happen, and one person usually knows it's about to go down, and sometimes the other person does not know, and then there's a rare occasion where both people are aware of what's about to go down, and now you have fisticuffs, and in this case, one person knew he was ready to hit this motherfucker, and the other person did not know he was ready to get hit. And that's what happened. It's not a sucker punch. He was in his fucking face, looking at him in the face. Jordan Poole pushed him. Boom, the button has now been pressed. It's alert. Flags are now raised. And a punch is thrown. And that's it. So, but the problem with it, really, is that rarely does, in this day and age, when you get hit, I mean, if you're from Philadelphia, then you know the name Joey Jihad. You know Joey Jihad for getting knocked out more than you know him for any raps he's ever rapped. You know what I mean and that's kind of the the point. Like Jordan Poole got punched in the mouth and everybody saw it. And it does from that th- it doesn't matter. It's just the image of someone getting stole is going to be memed and gifed and the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like let somebody beat somebody in fantasy tomorrow, it's going to be a gif of Jor- of Draymond punching Jordan Poole in the mouth. So that I think could cause a problem. But if they get past that with all of that said, you would expect Moody to be better. You would expect Kaminga to be better. It's their second year. They're in a great, you know, you're in a great, uh, atmosphere to improve. So I would expect those guys to be better. Obviously Wiseman healthy. So now you have more depth. You have like a, a very, I mean, a center with pedigree, you know what I mean? So I could see, I could see the Warriors repeat. I also could see it go left and maybe not work out. You know, maybe Clay doesn't regain his shooting touch and is average to below average. Maybe Wiggins doesn't have the awakening you hope he had from the finals, where in the finals, after the finals, was like, yeah, I, ne- I never thought I could grab rebounds. Or I-, I forgot what he said. Something so crazy. That's like, wait, you didn't, as you were jumping above skyscrapers, you never thought at one point that you should just grab the ball on the way down. Um, so we'll see. I am one to believe that this organization could withstand these outside pressures. It's not a great start to the season, but I think I want to say I think they'll be fine. If the Warriors repeat it, I wouldn't be surprised. However, they are getting older, and I think that's something that needs to be considered. They're getting older. How much is, like, Steph going to be able to do shit like this? I mean, he's already cemented himself into the top 10. That was part of my podcast I wanted to do was talking about the, uh, making this argument about where Steph is all time. Um, and now, three months after all of it said and done, yeah, I would have him top 10 all time. So that's that. Let's jump to the, the Clippers. Uh, the Clippers, obviously, added John Wall, which we'll see. I mean, John Wall hasn't played in two years. in in. The clip there is no team with a bigger variance in best case and worst case scenarios. Well, the Suns have a pretty great variance here also. In the best and the worst case scenario with the Clippers, because we haven't seen Kawhi in a year. Uh Paul George played last year. Obviously, he looked fine. We haven't seen John Wall in two years. They have a lot of guards. They have a lot of guys who need the ball in their hands. So now you're going to have Reggie Jackson. You got John Wall. You got Uh, Norman Norman normal Norman Powell you got Kawhi you got Paul George so aside from that you you know you have Terrence Mann who's a nice player Uh, uh, I think his name is Brandon Boston who just yammed on somebody the other night they don't have a ton of size you have Zubats I don't know who their backup center is behind Zubats um which is not the ideal situation to find yourself in. They no longer – did they lose – I think they lost the other Morris twin. I can't remember which Morris twin it is. They might actually still have the Morris twin. Uh, But either way, the thing is you have a lot of age. You don't have a lot of size here. You have a lot of guys who need the ball in their hands. This could go either – like. Very much either way. I like the addition of Norman Powell. He'll be coming off the bench most likely, right? Because he probably has the smallest ego of anyone here because he's not allowed to have an ego. He's normal Norman. But then you have like John Wall, who's, you know, probably you would expect to start. But then you have Reggie Jackson, who has a massive ego. And that's why he didn't work on the Thunder 10 years ago. Um, So I just don't know what this is going to look like. There's a part of me who says, fuck it. They have Kawhi. That's all they need. You have Paul George, who's been playing great. You have Kawhi. That, to me, sounds like championship or bust because the last time we seen Kawhi in a full seat, well, was the, the bubble season that year. He played well. Obviously, they lost. But then coming off an injury, I should say, the last time we've seen Kawhi come off a year-long injury plus was coming to the Raptors and winning a championship. So could that happen this year? Theoretically, yeah, it could happen. I think they're as good as any other of the teams in the NBA. I think they're probably as talented. I just don't know what this is going to look like yet. You know what I mean? What does John Wall have left on the other side of this? Kawhi could come back after a year off and not look good. I don't think that's going to happen, but it could happen. There's a, a dirty secret here that statistically, the Kawhi Paul George thing doesn't look great on the court. Doesn't seem like it works that well because both of these guys like the ball in their hands. When Paul, when it's Paul, when it's point Paul, shit looks really, really good. But then there's also a time when you, when Kawhi wants to be point Kawhi, which things look good too. He's become a better playmaker over the years, so. Has one of these guys learned to play off the ball better? I don't know the answer to that yet. I don't know what this is going to look like. This could go left. They could win 40 games and this be awful. Or they could win 55 to 60 games and win a championship. So I have no idea what this is going to look like. I wouldn't bet on the Clippers. Um, But maybe I would. I I think that tells us the story. Milwaukee. I mean, listen, it's Giannis. He's going to be the MVP who's not the MVP. At this point, Giannis is going to, like, By the time Giannis' career is all said and done, this dude will be competing with that top five thing, and he'll be competing with the LeBron and Michael Jordan idea that every single year that they're in the league, they're technically the MVP, but voters get tired of giving you the MVP, so they start going to the other guys and blah, 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 blah. Every year, Giannis can be the MVP. Last year, he could have been the MVP. His numbers dictated so. You know what I mean? As a defensive force, he's a fucking animal on the court. He only plays 32 minutes a game, and nobody impacts the game as much as him in that short amount of time. Um, He's incredible. So as long as Giannis exists, they have a chance to win a championship. He's incredibly, uh, you know, he's been very lucky with injuries. Knock on wood. He seems to be like... You know, there was in that bubble season when it seemed like his knee bent 37 different directions and was never going to be back to normal. And then all of a sudden he played the next game. So I don't know how the fuck that works. Um, I don't even know that I need to expound here, but the thing is they did add Joe Ingles. I do. I love that a lot. Ingles will be back in January-ish, I think, January, February, and he's going to help them a lot. And the good thing about him coming off of this injury now is just the idea that he's only going to play half a season to get, he'll have half a season to get into game shape and into the kind of the flow of things. And then be like kind of in the prime of the season for him in the playoffs. And he's like another great addition, another playmaking uh, wing player. Who's a very underrated defender. He's a strong body moves his feet. Well, Uh, he hates Paul George, him and Paul George have this beef had this beef for many years. Nobody knows where it started. Just seems like they hate each other for whatever reason. It's a good thing that they're on two different East and West. So that's a good thing that we don't have any explosive things happening there, but you got Middleton back healthy, obviously, But then on the other side of this, you got, you're older, right? You got Middleton's older. He's not that old. Giannis is older. Is he going to like, is he going to be the same freak as LeBron where it just doesn't seem like it matters how late and deep into a final or deep into the playoffs he he goes because he's just always going to be ready to go. But then you have Drew, who's a year older. You have Brooke Lopez, who was a year older five years ago, and well, you know, what does that, what's that going to look like? I would like to say that if I was going to bet on a team to win a championship, I'm probably betting on the Bucks right now. If you told me everyone's going to be healthy in the NBA, I'm saying, okay, then the Bucks are my pick. You know what I mean? That we're going to get to the final, that when we get to the playoffs, every single team is going to be healthy. Everyone's going to have great health. The Bucks are my pick. Uh, the Nets, again, let's say everything is perfect and everybody is healthy. Uh, the Nets are not my pick, but the Nets are going to be competent. They're going to be more than competent, to be clear. They're going to be very fucking good. They're going to be a problem. You have Kevin Durant on the team. That's a problem. However, the other problem is that when I was watching them during the pre – I'm talking really fast right now, by the way. I don't know if you noticed that, but it's fine. I just wanted to put that out there. Maybe I'm giving myself some credit here. Anyway, I saw Kevin Durant's face during the preseason. I forgot what preseason game was this. Was this – was it against us? Yeah, it was against us because there was against us Ben had a turnaround fadeaway shot and this thing bricked so hard off the left side bottom of the rim. I've never seen something like that. It did a it did a like a slider in baseball where it went up and then went down a lot of movement on his on this shot like Aaron Nola shout out to the Phillies up and down and then hit the bottom of the rim somehow and clanked off and i don't you know I, I don't remember if this actually happened this way or if in my mind's eye i clipped my memories into this reel of this shot happening and then them panning to Kevin Durant who had the most miserable fucking face i've ever seen in my life you would think he's not making 40 million dollars a year with this fucking face that he had on it's just misery fucking Kathy Bates, he looked like Kathy Bates, that's an old pull right there, my man Fred's gonna get that, no one else may understand that joke, that reference right there, he looked like Kathy Bates, misery, just on his fucking face, Kyrie is over there, texting Kanye probably about hating Jewish people, whatever they're doing, And and then you got Ben who's throwing fucking sliders at the rim somehow, and they're bricking, and doing whatever he's doing, This is another team with a great variance of this could go left, this could could go right, and I mean that like left wrong, right, right, and they could go either way. I don't know what this is going to happen. If I had to bet, I think they're going to be pretty good, though. I'm going to say they're going to win probably around 50 games or so, and they're going to be a problem. If they're going to be healthy, if you have Kevin Durant out there, that's pretty much good enough to get you like 40 wins alone. I expect because Ben doesn't have to do a lot. And that's really what the beauty of this situation is. Ben doesn't have to do a lot. Just play make and play defense and rebound and make free throw shots. Again, as I've been saying for now two years, it's not about the three-pointers. That's not what Ben Simmons is about. It's not about three pointers It's about making free throws. Because if you're not making free throws and you're afraid to get contacted at the rim and then you're not going to the rim and that's when you're a detriment to the team, if he can make free throws, they're going to be fine. Whether he can make free throws or not, the video, the Bleacher Report video certainly is not going to help his case on people's belief. He can say whatever he wants. He can get as angry as he wants. The last time we saw you, you didn't want to play. There was all the stories about you you might have got COVID, and everyone was like, what is he talking about? He, he, he's been alone in his room for fucking 12 days, staring at candles, ready to go banana. Shout out to Scarface. And then there's the stories about you removing yourself from the group, Chad, and all these other things. And then you go on JJ's pod, you didn't make it any better because all you did was sound mad like unself-aware. I don't even know if that's – it's self-unaware. That Neither one of those is the right way to say it, but I'm going to go self-unaware because that makes sense to me. You're just mad self-unaware. You have no idea how you feel or what you think, and you're blaming everyone still, you know? So I don't know how that's going to actually help you get better in this situation. It's not my problem. It could really be my benefit. So we'll see. Listen, they still have a ton of shooting on this scene. I still have Joe Harris. You're still bringing back Seth Curry. Um. They traded for Royce O'Neal, which is a a great a great trade for them. Another three and D guy who can help spread the floor. They have a bunch of lineups that they can go to. They don't have a ton of size. They lost Andre Drummond. Uh, did they get Dwight Howard? Did they bring in Dwight? Did I? No, I don't think they did bring in Dwight. That that would really you know, who knows if that would make it better? I mean, listen, I remember watching Dwight and Ben practicing together on the court and knowing that that couldn't be good for us. I knew that that was not good for us. What are you guys practicing together for? Huh? To see who has bigger shoulders? Awful. Uh, moving on. Suns. <laughs> another team with a great variance here. Again, none, none of these teams has a greater variance to me than the Clippers. I think the Suns are going to be solid, but this is another situation. They're just embroiled in tension. You know what I mean? Whether it's DeAndre Ayton saying, oh, I haven't talked to Monty in however long. Uh, you know, what? My man checked out during the interview. Uh, If or whether it's the Robert Sarver situation here, there's just tension. You know what I mean? It's them getting checked out of the playoffs the way they did. There's tension. Chris Paul is a pro. I think Devin Booker is somebody who's wired in a way that he wants to come into the season and fucking kill everybody because he looked like ass during the playoffs at times. So I could see this go. I I am betting that the Suns are going to be really good. I wouldn't even be surprised if the Suns are somewhere competing for the number one seed in the West. You know what I mean? Maybe I'm wrong. I could be. Jay Crowder thinks he can force himself out, out of places. You're Jay Crowder. You're Jay Crowder. You didn't even get forced out of your own relationship. Roko took your girl. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be talking about stuff. like That's lowbrow. That's below me, isn't it? No, it's not. You're Jay Crowder. I like Jay Crowder a lot. Jay Crowder would help many teams in the NBA, to be clear. I like Jay Crowder. I argued two years ago that if we went to the Suns and offered them Tobias Harris for take Jay Crowder, they would turn us down. And I still stand by that, even though Jay Crowder wants out. I think they prefer Cam Johnson anyway. Younger, more athletic taller, can do a little bit more. He's not the same defender that Jake Crowder is, but if he can put that effort in, it's going to be good. He's a very good three-point shooter. So I think that's kind of the point. Um, we're going to see how this goes. The, 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 the Suns' cost-cutting measures are what kills them the most because they had Jalen, Damn, uh, what the hell is his name? Backup center for the, for the uh, Pacers, Jay, is it Jalen Johnson? Damn, that's not his name. I, I'm not going to remember his name right now. That's disgusting. Uh, maybe I can find out real quickly who was on a rookie contract that for whatever reason they traded because they didn't want to pay. I, I don't completely understand that. Let's see here. Jalen Smith. Damn, that's crazy. Um, they had Jalen Smith who looks like very legit, you know, when DeAndre Ayton was hurt last year, Jalen Smith filled in for him. He played really, really well for them. Um, and then they traded him for zip. You know what I mean? Essentially for nothing. So, um, uh, they trade him for Tory Craig is what they, train. again, zip, nothing. So I don't know why they would do that other than cutting costs for whatever reason that they want to cut costs. So I, I but Chris Paul has never had a losing season in the NBA, if I'm not mistaken. I think, they think, I think except for one year on the Hornets when he got injured, other than that, he never is in a losing situation. You know what I mean? He is always in a winning on a winning team or brings winning wherever he goes. So the idea that all of a sudden the Suns are just going to lose. And I know people shit on Chris Paul. I get it. You want to shit on Chris Paul. It's the thing to do. Chris Paul, this motherfucker has been winning at basketball for a million years now. He's never won a championship, but in the regular season, he's a fucking pro. He's an expert. I think the Suns are going to be fine. I don't think they're going to win a championship, though. On to the Sixers. We're not going to win. I'll explain more later. The Nuggets, they're not Gonna win either probably. Actually, I don't know. The Nuggets have a ton of talent. I love the Nuggets team. Joker is going to be a MVP candidate again. This motherfucker last year with a G League team had one of orchestrated one of the top six offenses. Shout out to Ryan Russo who I think said that on the Bill Simmons podcast. And I listened to that orchestrated was the, the Nuggets were a top six offense last year with a team of misfits. A guy named Bones. All right. Well, actually, I worked with a guy named Bones. He was incredibly reliable. But in basketball, I don't know if you want a guy named Bones when it comes to basketball. I don't know if that's beneficial for you. Um, Aaron Gordon, who who, who literally made his made a rap song and unironically did not give himself a 10 out of 10 on the rap song. I unironically called it nine out of 10. And that really just sums up who Aaron Gordon is. And I don't know. you know, I I don't know how you take this group. You had Jeff Green and, like, you put all of this together in a pot. And then because Joker is stirring that pot, you have a number six offense in the NBA. I don't know how you do that. Joker is incredible. Um, Yes, I'm sorry, Sixers fans. I'm sorry. I'm a Sixers fan. I love Joel to death. You know it's Joel over everybody. Joker was the MVP last year. I'm sorry, he was, he was, his his fucking historically great season, not just a great season, don't even compare stats right now, Joel had a season we've seen, many, many other centers have, to be clear, Joker had a season we've never seen, pretty much, historical, Will Chamberlain, historically great season. The Heat—they are not going to win a championship. The Heat are going to win fifty-five games this year, and they're going to be uh, they going to be the center of seventy or eighty stories throughout the season that says we need to give the Heat more respect. How come we're not talking about the Heat? Hey, is Jimmy Butler maybe the MVP? They're going to—it's going to be sixty stories like that. They're going to win 55 games. Jimmy's going to miss th- miss 20 to 30 games. Everything about the Heat is going to depend on health and whether Kyle Lowry is in shape, right? Because that really is a big part of this. You traded Precious Achua, who looks fucking incredible, for Kyle Lowry, and Lowry hasn't been able to kind of make up for that. Did Tyler Hero get better? Like, what is all of these guards that you, are you going to have another one of these guards that comes out of some cauldron somewhere who's kind of like a white skin, light skin guy? You don't know what race he is or he doesn't know what race he is. And you, he's just also. But then all of a sudden he he hits eight threes in a game against us. I don't know. I do know that they are professionals and they're the best coach team in the NBA. Arguably, they're a bunch of tough fucking guys. They lost P.J. Tucker. They're probably going to replace him with Jay Crowder, I would guess and they're going to be a problem. They're going to be annoying because it's the fucking heat. It's what they do. They'll win 55 games, depending on how the rest of the East falls, they could finish with the number one seed in the East. I don't think that'll happen, but you just never know. I do know this, that if in the opposite of the perfect world, where I said if everybody's healthy and all that, in the opposite of the perfect world, where everyone keeps getting injured, the heat will be champions. (laughs) They will stand alone at the mountaintop. I know that. They're fucking aggravating. Um, The Lakers ain't winning no goddamn championships. Get get the fuck out of here. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know at what point things shifted during the offseason where people were like, well, maybe, but what about the Lakers? You got LeBron, you got Russ, you got AD. Yeah, we, hold on. Last year, we said that skeptically. They got Russ, LeBron, and AD? And all of a sudden, the same people this year have changed the octave in their voice, and it's, they got LeBron, Russ, and AD. No. Russ already don't want to be in the team huddle. I mean that lasted two games, if that. That lasted two games in real time before my man said, "No, I'm not joining your fucking huddle." Pat, all right? And last night, they said we're going to have him coming off the bench. And then this morning I wake up and now they're engaging teams in trades again for Russell Westbrook. I don't I one thing that I will vehemently disagree with with Bill Simmons is this idea that I mean, listen, if you don't want to trade a 27-29 and 29 pick, that's fair. I get it. That is five years away. LeBron presumably will be long gone, maybe. AD, I know, will be long gone. That fucking guy never stays healthy. Russ, who I mean, whatever. If you're telling me that you can trade Russ 27-29 and 29 to get Buddy and Miles Turner, I think that's pretty good. They're still young at least. And you could still be, like, semi-interesting for the next – with, I think you would be, one, better because AD never wants to play center. So now you would have a center who can protect the rim and also shoot threes, spread the floor, buddy. I mean, LeBron will have more space than he's had in 10 years on this earth. He has, he lives in a mansion that's so massive, he doesn't even have much that much space in there if he was looking at fucking Buddy and Miles instead of Russ. So, yeah, I think that if you're trying to win a championship, if that's the handshake, the idea of a handshake that – LeBron signing this contract extension means that they would trade those draft picks. I think that's the move. And you go with that. I think that's the move. Will that win you a championship? Probably not. Maybe. Depends what LeBron has left. I don't know. He's played 50, 60 games a year for the last three seasons. He's been injured. So I I don't know what he has left. I'm not going to fucking count them out i know that but i do know that the west is a motherfucking death knell and i don't want to guarantee anything coming out of the west right now or the east for that matter i mean the nba is just way deeper right now on any given night you play a bad team and that bad team could fucking steamroll you as a Sixers see year and year a fucking martin luther king day last year we're fucking getting blown out by the wizards for no reason at all the wizards had a dream that day anyway so, yeah, no, the Lakers are not winning the championship. The Grizzlies. Um, I could see the Grizzlies regress a little bit. I think that the Grizzlies came in last year, took everyone. I don't think it's – maybe. I don't think he took everyone by surprise, per se. But I do think that teams are now going to come in coming for the Grizzlies, as opposed to the Grizzlies being on the offensive all year last year. Teams are now going to be coming for the Grizzlies. And that's, like, this is something you see in the NBA all the time. Teams were coming for the, for the, for the Warriors all the time. What happens is, like, the Spurs, when the Spurs were just consistently great, after a few years, teams stopped coming at them because they were just the Spurs, and you're just like, this is the Spurs. You know, it's Tim. He's unimpeachable. It doesn't matter. And, but when you're the younger team, when you're the team like the Warriors, you just got here. You won a championship, feeling good. Everyone loves Steph. Motherfuckers are coming for you. When you're the Grizzlies and you're talking big, you were the most shit-talkiest team last year in the NBA, oh, yeah. People are going to be coming for you this year, and I think that means that they're going to regress a bit in terms of their record. I don't know that they have enough to win a championship in general. I think everything's gonna depend on what we see out of Desmond Bain. Is Jaron Jackson gonna be able to remain healthy? Has he added anything to his game to make him more viable as a back as a small ball center, even though he's fucking seven feet tall? But my man, you gotta get ten rebounds a game. You got to. Man, you got to do that. So Everything is going to depend on that guys like Zaire Williamson, who I really really like a lot, did he get better all of that 's going to depend. We know what Ja's going to bring he 's going to bring m v p level basketball i don 't know how much better he can get other than becoming a continue to be a more consistent three point shooter and I, well, I do know what he could do which is which is work on a mid range game. Consistent three-point shooter because going to the rim the way he does, while it's incredibly exciting and fucking fun to watch, it's incredibly dangerous, too. So I would say that that's probably what you want to do uh, if you're a jaw either way. I think that they're not ready yet. I don't think they've been in the oven long enough. So that is my thoughts on the Grizzlies. I think the Mavericks are probably going to be about as good as they were last year, to be honest. They don't have enough to win a championship, unfortunately. Christian Wood ain't going to do it for you. The only Christian Wood I know is the cross, <laughs> is the crucifix. No, I'm joking. That's a, that's a little uh, a little religious joke for that ass. Luke is incredible. I mean, actually we yeah, because that's what Luke is going to get cru- crucified on is the wood of Christians. And I don't know that Christian Wood actually helps all Christian. Wood has ever done is like piss off every team he's been on. And like I told a friend of mine yesterday, we were talking about Christian wood. Um, Christian Wood has only ever lasted on bad teams. He's only stuck around on bad teams. The Pistons-ish. I mean, I would think he was there for a year, maybe, before they traded him, half a year before they traded him. Then he was on the Rockets. But any good teams he's ever been on, they waved him. We waived him from our summer league. The Warriors waived him at some point. He doesn't last on good teams. It just is what it is because he doesn't really make people happy on their teams he's like a famous everyone hates him in the locker room so is he going to help them I don't know I mean he's going to help him for sure because he's a big man who can spread the floor rebound he can do a bunch of things but if he's a dick that's not going to be great what I'm really betting here is that Luke is going to come in this motherfucker angry he's going to come in in shape he knows that people are saying oh they lost Jalen Brunson I you know listen it's Jalen Brunson relax guys okay I, I like Jalen but cool out he lost Jalen Brunson Luca knows this, he hears these words, he's going to come out, he's going to average 35 a game, and he's going to be coming to, he's just going to be Jon Snow in the Battle of the Bastards, except in that situation, no one ever comes to save him, and yet somehow he still kills half the army alone, so that is what I expect Luca to be this year coming up, they're not winning a championship, the Cavaliers love this team, They need Jay Crowder, honestly. Jay Crowder is a perfect fit for them. He was there before, but that's what they need. They need a defensive wing who can hit three-pointers. That's the only thing they're really lacking other than Darius Garland continuing to get better. Donovan Mitchell, how is that going to fit? Evan Mobley continuing to get better. I think they're on the precipice of a team that's like, okay, next year coming in, the Cavaliers need to be looked out for. You know what I mean? Kind of like the Grizzlies. You got to leave them in the oven long enough, but then once they're out that oven, once they're ready, like you have the ingredients For a good meal out of the oven. So let's see what happens. I I like the Cavaliers a lot. They're not ready yet. But they're going to be a really good team. I know one thing. We can't fucking defend them. (laughs) We never could before. And now it's going to be that much worse. Other than Tyrese. But um, Cavaliers aren't ready yet. I'm not betting on them to win a championship. Um, But I wouldn't be surprised if the Cavaliers win 55 games. Catch a bunch of kids Similar to what the Grizzlies were last year. Catch a bunch of teams sleeping-ish. Not, they won't be sleeping because Donovan was there. Everyone kind of knows, but still, it's the Cavaliers. You haven't gotten the stench off being a 500 team yet. People are going to be kind of sleeping on you probably still. And you'll win 55 to 55 games. They'll be like, that team, that's a feel-good in the top four or five of the East. Uh, and then they'll lose in round one. But people will be like, hell, but the Cavaliers, they're coming. And then that's when it really starts because that's the point where it's like, are they coming? Are they going to live up to that hype? How much of regression do they make next year, and then we go from there. They're not ready though. Uh, the Timberwolves—I don't even know how much I want to talk about the Timberwolves. Like I, I don't—they're going to win 55 games this year. I, everyone, apparently, everyone's going to win 55 games first. That's like my bet on everyone right now. But they're going to be a really good regular season team. Um, they're not going to win in the playoffs. One, they're—they're they're just, as I said many times last year, they are one of the dumbest teams I've ever seen play basketball, just in terms of a. IQ and I don't mean to call any individual player dumb I don't know them personally to say they're dumb I'm just talking about on a basketball court when it comes to basketball IQ decision making they are one of the worst decision making teams I have ever seen in my life I've and that starts from Chris Finch who you know is lauded as his basketball genius who I've seen make kind of wild dumbass decisions on a basketball court um and that's not going to change because they add Rudy. In fact, it's going to increase. Rudy is a is a tuning fork for the stupidity. He's uh only going to amplify this. So, um, are they going to be good in the regular season? Absolutely, incredibly talented. I love Anthony Edwards. DeAngelo is going to be there still. Um, they lose some professionalism with, Pat, Pat, professionalism with Patrick Beverly, but I as critical as I usually am of Rudy, Rudy is a professional and he's been to the playoffs. He knows what it takes to a degree to win. So, is he going to help them during the regular season? Absolutely. They'll win 55-60 games, something like that. I wouldn't be surprised at any number you tell me. But when they get to the playoffs, it ain't going to work because they're going to play Rudy off that court. They're going to play that big ass lineup off that floor because Rudy can't do anything as a big man. You saw the clip of him in the playoffs. I mean in the in the FIBA championship of my man getting stood up by a guard. Can't then trying to do a fadeaway three-pointer. It looked, like, it looked like the Ben Simmons slider that he threw at the rim against us. So that ain't going to work. Um, Pelicans, man, they're going to be a fun team to watch. Are they going to win a championship? No. I don't know what they're going to look like yet, and that's the problem. The last time that we saw Zion and Brandon Ingram play together, it didn't actually look good, and I think people are kind of forgetting that a bit. Um, I love C.J. McCollum there playing kind of like a de facto point guard because they have a ton of playmaking. Brandon Ingram is an underrated playmaker. We saw Point Zion as this incredible thing. But again, Point Zion and Brandon Ingram did not mesh well. So what is that going to look like? And if you're going to trade one, who would you trade? Personally, I would trade Zion just because you may be able to get more back from him. And I fucking like Brandon Ingram. That dude's never injured. He gets better every year. I fucking love him anyway. um, So what is that going to look like? I don't know. Zion hurt his ankle already in the preseason that's unfortunate. Hopefully he's going to stay healthy this year. Um, I will say this, that if, if, if you tell me Zion's going to be healthy all year, then I would probably bet Zion to make an all NBA team, uh, just because it's, you know, kind of wild, but he does. I, I don't really understand it. Uh, watching him is like watching, um, Kanye West implode but in a good way and that you're like what happened to you that you became this way and then you look at Zion it's like man what happened to they became this way but it's with a smile on your face um But they're not going to win a championship. The Raptors, they're going to piss us off all year. Of course, they're going to win 45 to 50 games. Uh, They're going to play incredible defense. They're going to have all these crazy lineups. Nick Nurse is going to outcoach everybody in the East, especially Doc Rivers. Uh, They'll probably sweep us during the regular season or something stupid like that because it's what the Raptors do. And then they'll lose in round one or round two because they don't have enough scoring. I like Pascal a lot. Pascal said he wants to come in and be an all NBA player this year. Can he do it? We'll see. I I, I tell you this. I don't know how he can do it, but I know that if I had to bet on a player to do it, yeah, I would bet on someone like him because that motherfucker improves every year too. He puts in a ton of effort, plays a ton of defense. The thing that really concerns me about him trying to become an all NBA player is how has Scotty improved and how Scotty and him are kind of turning the same lid, the same lid on the same jar at the same time. You know what I mean? So (laughs) That's a crazy way to put that but it's the truth. And it makes sense. I know you you heard that and you're like that don't make sense but damn it kind of does make sense. So I don't really know how that's going to look. How are they going to mesh? Cuz if they can mesh then fuck. Man that seems going to be aggravating as shit. I know this on defense. These are it, it's like it's like two vultures. Just, just with the widest wingspans, deflecting passes and doing annoying things all the time. You know what I mean? Like probably the worst-looking team in the NBA in terms of looks. You know, uh, you know, they're not the not the best-looking group of guys out there. You know, hairlines are a mess. All of them, except for Fred. But Fred looks like uh, uh, Fred looks like the poorest man's Drake somehow, and he's an NBA player. You know what I mean? The idea that an NBA player look like a, a poor man's rapper. Is crazy to me, you know. I mean, Drake's a good-looking guy, I guess. Whatever. So, uh, where we at here? I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, the rap. That's the Raptors. The Hawks. I don't know what the Hawks are going to look like yet. You know what I mean? I went and bet on. The, I, I went. The Hawks could. I. The Hawks could make the play in. The Hawks could be a one seed. You know what I mean? A pretty great variance here. The thing is, is that obviously they want to get the ball out of Trey's hands a bit with Dejounte adding Dejounte to that team. DeJounte as a perimeter defender when he's on, when he was the last couple of years with the Spurs, it wasn't the same defensively, only because he was carrying such a huge load on offense. And if he's going to play defense and kind of save Trey from some of those matchups, but the thing is, there's only so many matchups you can save them from. Because if the Hawks have to play a team, let's say like the Cavaliers, well, then what matchup are you saving Trey from here? You're going to force Trey to guard Darius? That's not great. You're gonna put Trey on Donovan Mitchell. That's even worse. So I, you know, I don't know how you save Trey from the defensive side of the ball. Um, I don't know what that's gonna look like yet. They're bringing back the same team. Is DeAndre Hunter going to be healthy? We have no idea. They lost Gallinari. That's some big scoring off their bench, obviously. They lost, lost, uh, obviously, they traded Cam Reddish. um, And nothing that they've done so far has replaced any of those guys, necessarily, other than adding DeJounte Murray. But does DeJounte Murray's production offset the loss of Gallinari from their second unit? He used to do a lot of things for them. Obviously, they're bringing back Bogdanovich. So we'll see. I don't know what that's going to look like. Um... If I had the best, they're a playing team. If I had the bet, they're a playing team. Something like that. The Bulls, same thing. Probably a playing team. Lonzo, poor, poor guy. I mean, that's kind of like heartbreaking. Don't know what's going on with him. Just seems like his knee is shot for whatever reason. Um, I hope he's okay. I hope he can come back healthy. Um, but you know, again, bringing back the same team, no elite defenders necessarily. Ayo Dasanmu, what is he going to look like? Is he going to be good? Is Patrick Williams going to be able to stay healthy? He would be your ideal wing defender that can really help them out a lot. Obviously you have, uh, 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 what the hell is uh, Alex Caruso coming off the bench? You have Kobe White coming off the bench. They have a lot of guys, but they Lonzo really would help them a lot. You know what I mean? Because they they have some guys, but not enough guys. You know what I mean? Because they don't have the superstar, quote-unquote, necessarily. While DeMar is really good, and I love Zach. He's really good, too. When you really put out, if you lay out all the top 20 players in the league, these two guys may not actually break that list. And I'm just spitting that out. I don't have that number in front of me. But is it enough to win a championship? Fuck no. Is it enough to get into the top six in the East? It is. I think so. Um, So we'll see how it goes. You know what I mean? But I wouldn't bet them the championship, the trailblazers. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm good on. I like the things that they did, but it ain't enough. You don't have enough shooting. You know what I mean? It's just d- Dame shooting. Then you have Jeremy shooting bad shots. You have Josh Hart, who I love, but doesn't really make three pointers. You got Merkich who doesn't make three pointers. I, I, I don't know where the shooting is coming from on that team. Um, uh, love Dame to death, but it, it ain't enough for them. Uh, they did draft what's his face. I forgot. I, mean, I forgot to mention Dyson Daniels too, for the, um, for the Pelicans and Herb Jones, who are going to cause all types of havoc on defense for those two guys. I should just mention that real quickly. I forgot who the trailblazers drafted. I like him, but I don't think it's enough. I just don't think they have enough. Um, The Knicks, I mean, listen, I like Jalen Brunson. Okay, he's going to help them. He's a point guard. They didn't have a point guard. It's going to help guys, maybe. Is it enough? No. Is he a good enough defender? No. Is he going to? I don't know. I'm No, I'm not buying the Knicks. The Hornets, I think, are going to be awful. The Wizards, yeah. The Kings will be fun to watch. I'm just going to say that. I do like the Pistons. I mean, I, I, if you listen, if you guys want me to expound on some of these other teams, the Magic—they have a million guys. The Rockets, whatever. The Pacers, they, yuck. The Jazz, even more yuck. Uh, the Thunder and Spurs, yuck, yuck, yuck. Uh, well, the Thunder is not actually I, the Thunder is a fun team to watch. Honestly, I, I shouldn't say that. They actually have fun things to watch. Like if SGA is going to be healthy, if uh, Josh Giddy, who I love, is going to be healthy. Obviously, they don't have Chet this year, which is a shame. He would have helped them a lot. But you know, there's bright, there's a bright future there for the Thunder. Uh, the Magic—they have. Have a thousand guys and they need to turn some of these thousand guys into good guys. Like they need to take three pieces and turn it into one good piece. Um, but we'll see what, what Paolo Boncaro looks like, obviously with the Pistons. We'll see what Cade looks like what Jaden Ivy looks like. So, um, yeah, I think that's it, everybody. Uh, that's it for this episode. I will put out the sexes, the Sixers episode before, um, you know prior to the game one on saturday everyone i mean on tuesday everybody take care out there wash your hands uh you don't have to wear a mask anymore please get vaccinated don't fucking breathe in my face because you're disgusting black lives matter asian lives matter jewish lives matter all the fucking lives matter stop saying stupid shit conspiracy theories is just real life fan fiction all right you're just the biggest nerd if you're into conspiracy theories so fuck out of here i'm sorry i don't know there's a lot of people in conspiracy theories anyway uh that's it everyone uh, uh, yeah Justice for the blind, just something that'll find in the rhymes that are coming from my mind. Used to come in-